Sandy Dan with you in company. So is Brendan Rankin in the studio with us at uh, 24 minutes after 9 o'clock. Brendan is running as one of our shy candidates. Hello, Brendan. Welcome. Good morning, Sandy. How are you going today? Oh, superb. And uh, how's it been for you the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's been good. Um, the Shire election seemed to come around so quickly and it takes a fair bit of work, but um, we've been having some fun down at the early voting and last night we had a great event, uh, Meet the Candidates event, which had a great turnout. We had eight different candidates and about 30 or 40 locals who rocked up to listen to each of the candidates explain why they were running and ask a few questions. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, which is why it's great having the opportunity to talk to you guys. In fact, the last time I spoke to you, well, the first time ever I got to meet you, you were talking about no trucks. Yeah, that's right, Sandy, and that came up last night. Um, One of the audience members asked about what they thought the Shire could have done differently in terms of the trucks, and we had a good discussion about how we still don't really know what the economic impact on Broome is going to be. And so one of the things that I talked about was for these kind of projects, I think it's important that there's some assessment, independent assessment about how will Broome benefit and also what the other negative consequences will be for these kind of projects. We did, um, the No More Trucks group did go to the Shire and ask them to do that kind of work, but um, they, they weren't interested, unfortunately. And I guess that would be my platform is that if I was elected to the Shire, I think there'd be a much more focus on thinking about what are the impacts of these kind of projects before we decide whether or not as a community we we support them. Uh, what I was startled with was uh, the personal interest a lot of uh, the councillors seem to have attached to uh, this certain company. Yeah, I guess that's a consequence of living in such a small town where um, everybody has different interests, business interests or other interests. I think the bigger point is that um, perhaps the Shire made a mistake. Uh, You might remember that a couple of councillors resigned and uh, some Shire councillors said, well, we should have elections to replace those positions because we might run into problems where there's too many conflicts. And unfortunately, the majority of um, the Shire councillors decided no, no, they were going to just accept the smaller number. And I think those chickens have come home to roost. We've um, seen these positions where the Shire can't make decisions because there's not enough councillors who don't have a conflict. So I think that's a really important process issue that the Shire um, needed to think much more carefully about um, who how they were going to replace councillors going forward because um, the council wouldn't be able to do business without them. Exactly. And that's a double-edged sword, isn't it, where the you candidate putting yourself forward as business people, but uh, yet you've got to be shown to have no interest. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways the system works well. It's good to have people from all different backgrounds on the uh, on the Shire. And I think that's the great thing about this election. We've got um, 11 of us running for Shire Council and three different candidates for Shire President. And everybody comes from a different background. There's some small business owners. There's some um, people who work in the arts. There's some more senior uh, members of the community who've moved into retirement and, and want to give back. 
And so I think that's what um, will really benefit the council if if new people are elected is we'll have some new perspectives and some new voices uh, and hopefully kind of some change that um, that helps support Broome. Actually, there is change in uh, the air this year. No art awards anymore and everyone gets an opportunity to directly elect the president. In fact, you put your hat in the ring there. I did, Sandy. Yes, this is a brave new world where um, the community gets to directly choose who should be the the spokesperson, the chairperson of the Shire. And for me, the reason I put my hand up is um, is really about the way that the Shire does business. That's I've been going to Shire meetings for the last five or six years, and I always leave quite frustrated and disappointed. Um, the way that the meetings are run, I don't think is particularly effective. There's not a lot of discussion. Under the previous um, Shire presidents, there's kind of been a bit of um, making fun of and bullying other councillors and uh, members of the public who come to ask questions. And sadly, nobody on the council, none of the councillors have really kind of spoken up about that issue. And I think that's a real problem. I think there's so many great candidates and there'll be some great councillors and, and the role of the leader is to encourage people to express their opinions, ask questions, um, chip in and make comments where they think that's useful and be a voice for members of the community. And likewise, the role of the council is to listen to people who come and ask questions or raise points and think about how that can improve the decision making that the Shire is involved in. And so that's why I'm asking people to vote for me as Shire President because that's my commitment is that the leadership style will change and there will be much more encouragement for Shire councillors and members of the public to be involved in the decisions that the Shire is making rather than uh, decisions being made behind closed doors, discussed with companies or other parties who have an interest and then just rubber stamped at the public meetings. Brendan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, This is the subject I know the most about, Sandy, but I like talking about it the least. Uh, I'm trained, I I come from Melbourne, from the other side of the country. I'm trained as a lawyer. Uh, I came to Broome first in 2006 to work for the Kimberley Land Council. I think I had the best job in the whole of the Kimberley. I was uh, a legal officer that covered um, the whole of the Kimberley. So I did lots of fantastic trips up to Kununurra, out to Fitzroy and all the places in between. Um, and since then, I've got to use my legal training to work in various different organisations across Broome. But like lots of lawyers, I got frustrated about the way the law works and whether there's much or any justice really. And so I've moved more away from being a lawyer into Um, facilitation and mediation and recently evaluation. So working with some of the fantastic organisations in Broome that run programs to improve the community and look at whether those programs are working and how they can be improved. And then the the last or the most recent feather in my cap is I've um, been doing some work with various uh, different boards in um, the Kimberley, but also in other organisations uh, outside in the Pilbara and in other places as a board member or as a chairperson. So I'm um, kind of that oversight of organisations to get them on track and support the workers to achieve what the organisations are for. So what do you want to see for the Shire? Well, really for me, it's about um, 
the Shire being the place where everybody in the community goes and feels heard and that we're in a direction where we're looking after people. I think over the last four or five years, we've seen kind of an explosion in the growth and the building um, of big projects in Broome, but lots of people have been left behind. I mean, I know so many people who are either leaving town or thinking about leaving town because they can't find a place to live and they can't afford it. And for those who are not originally from Broome, they have that option. But for people who are Broome through and through, um, they don't have the option of leaving town. And so housing's becoming um, just such a challenging issue. And I think we really need to do more about that as a, as a whole community, not just the Shire, but as a whole community. And, and there are other challenges as well in terms of childcare. I don't have children, but all of the people I know talk about how sometimes they have to give up work because they have to look after their kids because um, there's just not enough places available. And, I mean, that just shrinks our workforce and means that we either need to close down businesses or we need to um, attract people from outside to come and live. And, and I guess that's what I don't want to see about Broome. I don't want us to turn into a place like Port Hedland or Caratha where there's a FIFO mentality and we're just importing workers to come and work and then they leave when the job's done. I think we need to protect the fabric of Broome, what makes Broome special, and maybe move away from some of those building big projects and thinking about how we can support people who, who, who want to live in Broome but, um, but are struggling with how expensive it is, finding housing, finding appropriate work as well. And that was going to be one of my questions, tourism versus industrialisation. Yeah, that's a great question, Sandy, and I think that's a really tough conversation that the community has to have about can both of those things coexist in a town? Um, and the, I think the trucks provides a, a really good example about if we don't think carefully about some of the development projects, will it ruin Broome as a um, place that tourists want to come and relax and have a, a, a nice holiday that's, that's different to the place that they live in? And again, I come back to um, Port Hedland as an example. Some of my friends who are from Port Hedland say, you know, they feel their town was destroyed, not overnight, but bit by bit as the port grew larger and there was more and more industrialisation. And, you know, it's not putting down Port Hedland, but it's very difficult to sell that as a holiday destination when that's the kind of flavour of the town. And I think that, we have to be honest, that's what's in some people's minds when they talk about development, when when we talk about these big offshore gas developments, new mines, those kind of things. That's the path that I think some people want to go down. And I would say, no, we shouldn't go down that path. We should protect Broome as a unique place where industries like tourism um, have a much greater focus and uh, where the employment stays in town, the profits stay in town rather than money being um, sent overseas or to, to shareholders who have no real connection with Broome. Brendan Rankin, sounds like you've uh, developed those connections. Uh, Thank you for coming in and talking to us about why it's important to you as a a candidate to run. Can I say one last thing, Sandy? Um, Last election and the election before, only 30% of people in Broome um, bothered to vote. 
everybody who's on the electoral roll uh, who lives in the Shire of Broome, and that's people on the peninsula, people in Bidji, um, you all have the right to vote. And I encourage you to exercise that right. You can vote any day uh, before the election from Monday to Friday from 9am to 4pm at the Shire offices and then on election day, the 21st, the Saturday from 8am to 6pm. But this is your chance to say how you think the town should look. And you don't have to vote for me, but, but please vote. Yeah. Vote because there's no art award either this year and there will be some polling done on uh, the other communities as well from what I understand all starting next week. Again, Brendan Rankin, thank you. Thanks, Sandy. Pleasure to meet you again, uh, Brendan Rankin, uh, one of our shy candidates. Uh, getting his focus uh, today as we head towards uh, the local government elections on Saturday, the 21st of October. That's, well, just over a week away.